This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for smart, successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, a love and life coach. And today I'll be joined by a guest to give you an inside look at the work I do with my clients. This is your opportunity to learn through someone else's experience. They may even ask a question you have or one you haven't even thought of yet. So keep an open mind, open heart, and let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to episode number 212 of the Love Life Connection podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'm really excited to be back in your earbuds again this week. And at the time that I am recording this, I am in North Carolina. We got out of the Northeast before things got really bad and have been hiding out here. And I have to say, it's it's a lot, right? Like this is a lot. And so whatever you're feeling, if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling scared, it's all okay. Especially at the beginning of this pandemic, I saw a lot, a lot of things about shaming people who were fear mongering. And I feel like it got so far that it got to the point where if you had any kind of fear, then you were like falling prey to the fear mongering. And I think that is gaslighting. I think it is spiritually bypassing. And honestly, I think it's bullshit. So whatever you're feeling right now, if you're feeling scared because maybe your job is on the line or you've lost your job completely due to everything being locked down or you're just nervous because you might get sick or a loved one might get sick, or maybe you're just going crazy staying in your house, whatever it is, whatever you're feeling, it's okay that you're feeling that way. And you don't necessarily have to run and jump and try to quote unquote, heal it or solve it or change it. It's okay to just let the feelings linger and let yourself just be with the feeling through meditation or through journaling or through a walk 
or through a hot bath or whatever it is. A lot of times I notice in the personal growth world, whether we're talking about coronavirus or something more minor, a lot of times there's this energy of wanting to heal it, wanting to solve it, wanting to make the you know uncomfortable or bad feeling go away. And I think that's a huge, huge disservice to us as humans because you can do all the personal growth stuff in the world, but you know, you're still going to face grief. You're still going to have fear. You're still going to have uncertainty. There's no way that you can ever possibly get around that no matter how many self-help books you read or no matter how many coaches that you work with. So please let yourself just feel whatever you're feeling. It's okay. If that means you're a little less productive at work, it's okay. If that means you are watching a little bit more Netflix than you care to admit, that's okay. If it means you're eating a little bit more ice cream or chocolate cake or whatever the thing is, that's also okay. This is a hugely, hugely unprecedented time. And again, I'm recording this at the end of March. And by the time this comes out, we'll be in mid-April. I have no idea what it's going to be like, but my guess it's probably going to be a lot worse for some places than it is right now. So whatever the feelings are, it's okay. And if you want to reach out, as always, I'm very available on Instagram. Feel free to send me a DM there. I'm Veronica E. Grant. And just feel free to share your, just whatever's going on, your thoughts, your emotions. I'm happy to, you know, support you and to send you lots of love and light and support and all of that good stuff there. Okay. Speaking of that, actually not speaking of that, I don't have a good transition. We're going to go into today's episode, which I'm super excited about because I think there's not a lot of better things to talk about right now than inner child work. Because the thing is, is that hopefully you are self-isolating or social distancing, whatever the term is. And so you're not going out and dating and you're not meeting people and you're not going to bars and parties and restaurants and festivals and concerts and all of that stuff. And so now you are just at home. (laughs) And I think what can be so abundantly clear when we're being forced to stay home is how much of a distraction some of these other things are. Now, look, I do think it's important to have social connection, and I look forward to the day when I can get together with friends and family in a safe environment. I love going to restaurants. I love going out to different activities, and you know, none of that can happen right now, and so there's definitely a time and place for that. However, I think a lot of this stuff, if we're being really honest with ourselves, can simply be a distraction. So especially if you are the type of person that is just always going out or always on the apps or always dating a million people or whatever it is, this is a time to really take a hard look and ask yourself, why do you do all that? Why do you just go and go and go and go and leave hardly any time for you to focus on yourself? And a lot of times those things can be distractions and they can also be ways in which we suppress uncomfortable emotions. And so you're home and you have nowhere to go, not as much stuff to do. Some of you all might be working. You probably have other priorities and things that you need to do at home. I get that. But for most of us, we're going to have a lot more free time than we're used to. And so I really, really encourage you to use this time I think to to your advantage, you know, and again, I want to take the pressure off you making this time of your life like some massive like transformation, epiphany moment, whatever, because again, there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of unknown, there's a lot of uncertainty, and that's okay. So that has to be very present too. But I think if you're going to be home, then instead of watching Netflix 
every night, maybe a couple of nights, you can really focus on connecting with your inner child, or you can really focus on connecting some dots. So you can ask yourself, what was my dating pattern before? And where did that come from? Because obviously, as you know, by now, if you've been listening for a while, that didn't come out of thin air, you didn't just make it up, right? Whatever your dating pattern is, there is some very real logical reason for it. I also know that a lot of times you can get the awareness, right? You can understand, okay, I'm attracting people like this, or I'm attracting situations like this, because it's very similar to the relationship I had with my dad or my mom, or it's playing out some old stuff, or I created this belief because of this thing that happened with mom. And so now that's getting played out or whatever it is, right? And I know that a lot of the women in my community get frustrated because they have the awareness. And now they're at the stage where how do I fix it? Or how do I change it? I I know what's going on. And yet the same pattern still happens over and over and over again. And first of all, if that's you, I want you to first and foremost, acknowledge yourself because that's huge. And I'm not just trying to like pat yourself on the back or make you feel good. And it's like not a big deal, but it really is a big deal because creating the awareness is often the hardest step. Think about it. You don't know what you don't know. Think of all the people that you know in your life who continue to date crappy people or settle for crappy relationships. And maybe you've told them about my podcast, or maybe you recommended some other books or other resources that have really helped you, but they never really follow through or they'll say, okay, yeah, I'll give it a listen or I'll read it, but then nothing actually changes. And that's because they don't know what they don't know. They're still writing on some sort of of belief that I think is prevalent in society that men suck, or dating just is a necessary evil, or that relationships are supposed to be hard, like all of these tropes that we live by that we think are true, but you know, really aren't true. And to move from that level of awareness to the level of awareness that you have, that's really, 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 really hard. And the stage where a lot of you all are at is you know what you don't know, right? You know there's a pattern, but you don't know how to shift it. And sometimes that can be one of the more frustrating places to be because ignorance is bliss, right? In a lot of ways. And you're at a place now where you're like, shit, I know that I'm attracting this kind of person or this kind of relationship because of this thing. But there's a lot of frustration, obviously, because you don't know how to shift it. And that's exactly what my caller is frustrated with in her own life today. So I help her take the awareness that she has and move it to implementation and integration so that her life begins to shift. Now, here's the thing. When we recorded this episode, we are all under lockdown, or at least most restaurants and bars, and hopefully everyone is practicing social distancing, so no one is going out. So she won't necessarily be able to try the techniques or see if it's working. However, again, because we're all at home with not as much stuff to do right now, there's still so much you can do in terms of integration and implementation. So before we get to my coaching call with Saskia, I wanted to let you know that at the time I'm recording this, I do still have spots available for the Love Incubator. Now, the Love Incubator is by far the most affordable way to work with me one-on-one, and you also get a small group element within the program so that you can learn from other women and also just have that support and camaraderie so you don't feel so alone or like you are the only one going through what you're going through, because I promise you, you're definitely not. So if you are interested in the Love Incubator when you're listening to this, then 
make sure you reach out to me ASAP because either we're about to start, the train is about to leave the station, or we might only have one or two spots available if that. So you can reach out to me on DMs. You can send me an Instagram message. I'm Veronica E. Grant or head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash incubator. Now we will hop on a quick call just so we can get to know each other and make sure it's the right fit for you. So we can arrange that either by you going to veronicagrant.com forward slash incubator, or just by sending me a DM and I will send you the link and we'll get you on my calendar so we can chat. But really, this is the final, final call. We start next week. And again, this is the only time I'm running the Love Incubator this year. There will not be another program until 2021. The investment will be higher. So if you want to work with me one-on-one in the most affordable way that is possible, then this is your opportunity. Again, send me a DM, Veronica E. Grant or veronicagrant.com forward slash incubator. That's all I'll say about that. I look forward to chatting with you if you are interested in still getting in. And with that, let's get to my call with Saskia. Hi, Saskia. Welcome to the show. How can I help? I need a little bit of help around. I feel like I've done a few of your workshops and I feel like I've connected some of the dots, but now I'm kind of not sure the next step in the process after connecting the dots. Mm -hmm. What have you discovered so far? I mean, I was already pretty aware that. So when my my mother left when I was 11 and then I was raised by my dad who did his best, but, you know, there were issues and I always kind of knew that that would affect me, but kind of making more direct links the past week on the Data Self Challenge, the links have been quite more direct just in... I don't want to say that I'm attracting emotionally unavailable partners, but just that it's happening. I don't want to kind of put the blame on myself that way, but it's happening as a pattern. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay. So tell me what the pattern is specifically or what you think the pattern is right now. So for the past year, it's been, I meet someone usually on a dating app or sometimes not, but I say 80% of the time on a dating app, it goes really well. They're quite interested it's like that for a month and then they start airing and they turn around and say they don't feel ready for a relationship or they're not, you know, they just don't want a relationship. And, you know, listening to your podcast, it's like living in the land of no's. Okay. Like this is fine, but it's, <laughs> I can't live in the land of no's any longer. It's like, it's, it's hurting my self-esteem. Yeah. I get that. I get that. Okay. So then how is your inner child or how are your childhood patterns playing out in these situations? I definitely think that when a guy first tells me that he's not available for what I want or that he can't meet my needs, I kind of keep going after then because I think I'm obviously with my mum leaving. I think I'm just don't like people leaving. I mean, nobody likes being rejected, but I don't like people leaving and kind of, so my dad used to date a lot of women at the same time and it was almost like a sport. So I think even though I would never I don't think I'd ever cheat. I kind of see it as like trying to get people to change their mind or trying to see what I can do to make them change their mind, I suppose, but it never works. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you've got the realization. Have you done any of the, when I say, have you done any of the inner child work? Like, have you actually been able to connect with that little girl inside? I feel like, yes, but not often because it's very painful. Okay. And I mean, it's quite, it's quite fresh because I'm 21. So mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Okay. So, minus yeah. 13. Are you open to going there now? Because I think if I'm able to take you there, then I can kind of help you see a little bit more how to actually implement it into yeah. your life. Okay. Okay. So do you think that it's not one or the other? It's just right now we're going to choose which way to go. And so I'm going to let you guide that. Do you think that your pattern is played more out by your relationship with your dad who was trying to raise you or was it by your mom leaving? I think it's honestly more my dad because I think that, you know, maybe the one that stays ends up influencing you more just because they've stayed. (laughs) So they're around more to influence whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. And I'm not saying like, okay, so only work with your dad stuff. Like, you know, your mom is definitely playing a role here as well. It's just, you know, for the purposes of this podcast, we'll just pick one. So let's go with your dad. So when you think of the relationship with your dad, is there a particular moment that really stands out for you that just feels like that moment is just playing out over and over again in your life right now? Or alternatively, when you think about the relationship with your dad, specifically growing up, do you feel a certain age? I feel about 13, 14, that kind of age range. Okay. And what was going on when you were 13, 14? So I lived in a house which was out in the countryside, so I couldn't, I was already quite isolated and it was just me and him, but he was dating all these women and he would kind of go out on dates with them and I was just like 13, 14. So I had to kind of like fend for myself and cook for myself but I actually just didn't <laughs> at the time. So he'd like come back from these dates and I'd kind of be by myself all evening and then he'd come back from the dates and then he'd complain about these women. And I think it took me quite a while to realise that that made me feel like, oh, well, what's wrong with me if you'd rather spend time with someone who you don't even like? Yeah, yeah. So go ahead and close your eyes for me for a moment. and. Go ahead and bring, you know, one of these particular moments that stand out to you in your mind's eye. So you're 13, 14, you're home in a place that's already feeling isolated, your dad's out dating whoever. And really drop into how she's feeling, what she's thinking, the stories she's telling herself. And tell me when you're able to feel whatever she's feeling. Immediately. (laughs) Immediately. Okay. Okay. How intense does it feel on a scale of one to 10? Probably eight. Okay. And where do you feel it in the body? In my stomach, definitely in my chest of my stomach. Okay. Okay. So let's just sit with that for a moment. I know it's not comfortable. I know it's something you probably don't want to feel. You'd rather just, I don't know, go watch Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) So just sit with it. And if it starts to feel a little bit more uncomfortable just bring your energy and attention to your breath. And we're not trying to make it go away. We're not trying to even make it go smaller, be a, you know, a smaller number that you feel the intensity. And has the intensity gone down at all or has it gone up or has it stayed about the same? Probably the same. Okay. Okay. So tell me what she's feeling. Tell me what she's thinking. Just completely lonely. Mm-hmm. I think that's like the overwhelming um, emotion. Just really, really isolated. Um, Anything else? Uh, Any other emotion that's coming well, up? I, yeah, just very sad, just deeply like, sad and isolated. Mm-hmm. 
And are there any stories that she's telling herself? That nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah. Anything else? Um, just kind of like why bother why bother even trying to make dinner or feed myself or nobody cares. Yeah. And if you could have your present day self step into this memory and see your 13, 14 year old self, what would you want to tell her? What would you want her to know? I relate. <laughs> I still feel the same in many ways. Um, I have friends now who I know who do care, but it's still a big, a big headline in my head. Well, let's look at it a different way. First, I want you to, I didn't say this, so I want to clarify. I want you to talk to her in first person. So like, yeah, uh-huh. you are, you know, that kind of stuff. What do you wish she had been told at the time? That I didn't just have to put up with it. Mm-hmm. I was like allowed to be sad with the situation. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like the best that there is. Mm-hmm. Can I guide you a bit on this? Yeah. You didn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. It's not your fault. Both of your parents, your mom and your dad, he's a grown ass man, she's a grown ass woman. They can make their own choices and had nothing to do with you. Huh. And that you are loved and that you're good enough. And you can have empathy. You know, I'm so sorry that you're lonely and that you're spending so much of your time by yourself. Anything else you want to add? I suppose that there'll be one day where I don't have to be so isolated. Yeah. So go and open your eyes for me. How strongly do you feel like you're able to connect with her? Out of 10, probably seven or eight. Okay. Okay, great. Because that's the most important piece, right? Because your 13, 14-year-old self, and she's feeling a lot of things. And because of what was happening, it created these feelings. And these feelings created a story that nobody cared. Right? And we can't change the past. We can't change who your parents are or what they did or what they didn't do. And so the first step after awareness, after being able to connect the dots, is to come in and essentially, A, empathize with your little girl. And then after that, to reparent her. So we did it a little quickly, just, you know, just the nature of the time we have. But empathy and allowing space for her to feel is actually really important. Because mm-hmm. let's say you're feeling lonely. Yeah. Right. And you don't want to feel lonely anymore. What do you do? Text everyone in my <laughs> on my Facebook. Text everyone who's online. I mean, not just dates, like all of my friends, yeah. just anyone. Right, right. And you're also more likely to get on the apps or settle for scraps. Mm-hmm. Right? And... Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. What would happen if you allowed... So here's what happens is we feel a way we don't want to feel. And we're like, oh, don't want to feel that. And so we try to distract ourselves you know, with food or alcohol or the apps or going out all the time and being super social. And, you know, you might be more more extroverted. And so there's parts of that that makes sense. But then you distract yourself, you don't feel lonely anymore. And then something triggers you and you feel lonely again. And that's why patterns repeat themselves. Do you follow that? Mm -hmm. So can you see how it would be different if when you're feeling lonely or when you're feeling whatever thing you don't want to be feeling instead of, you know, going on the apps or texting everyone, you know, or whatever. What if you actually just sat with it and sat with yourself and let the feelings just pass through? Mm -hmm. Can you see how that's different? Yeah. And can you see how that can break the cycle of like this, you know, pushing down our emotions only to regurgitate them (laughs) over and over again? Yeah. 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 If today's conversation resonated with you and this feels like something you need, it's possible. There are spots right now available to work with me privately. Together, we can unravel your dating patterns, clear your love blocks, and get you into the relationship you desire and deserve by digging into your constitution, your childhood, and your previous relationships. Working with me privately means I can meet you where you're at and hold your hand through the process. It doesn't matter if you've never done this work or you've been doing it for years. All that matters is that you're done with where you're at and you're ready to find love in the next 12 months and are ready to invest the time and money in radically changing your life. To explore if this is the right fit for you, please visit me at veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching to learn more and schedule your introductory call with me. I, I just had a workshop for the Date Yourself Challenge. Were you on it last week? Yeah. Saturday? Yeah. Yeah. And I talk about how like, it's like, steps, but also kind of not steps because it's not as linear. And sometimes you need to like go back to step one and then you're doing step two and then you're going up to step four and then going back down to step two. And so from here, like the most important thing you can do is then to establish a strong connection, not just with your inner child, but then also with yourself. Mm -hmm. And And I know that sounds like, oh yeah, that sounds great, Veronica, but what do you mean by that? Well, here's what I mean. Let's say you get triggered or let's say some guy is, you know, what your pattern is, some guy's like, eh, not interested. And you're like trying to still chase them, right? Yeah. Let me put it back to you and then I'll guide you through it. So how would you, just using your own intuition and educated guesses, how would you use your inner child to break that pattern in the moment? I suppose... Maybe if a guy said, you know, he was gradually messaging less and less. And I mean, that's like trigger, first of all. But then, you know, I kind of confronted the situation and they said, yes, look, I'm not looking for a relationship. I suppose using the inner child work, I could just let myself be disappointed without having to have a plan to fix it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great start. 
Yeah. And also, I think what's really helpful to add to that is to ask yourself in the moment, how old do I feel right now? Or what's Hmm. really going on? Like sometimes we get rejected by people and we don't freaking like them. How often does that happen? You know what I mean? Like that freaking happens all the time. Right? Yeah. And yet it still triggers us and it can still rock us to our core. Mm -hmm. Right? And those moments, we have to be really honest with ourselves. Is this about the other person or is this about something else? Mm -hmm. And in those situations, the answer is always, it's about something else. (laughs) And so that's a moment when you can say, okay, this is my 13, 14 year old self who's feeling abandoned by dad, feeling like he doesn't care and feeling like she's doing whatever she can to get his attention or to get his love. And it's just being played out with some, you know, asshole dude who doesn't want to be with you. I mean, he's not an asshole. Maybe he is. I don't know. And so the work there is actually to come back and reparent your inner child. So she's not playing out that trigger because it's two separate situations. Yeah. And so a lot of the work is about helping your inner child see that you're not at your dad's house anymore. You have a different life, a different roof over your head. You have more freedoms, right? Like at 21, you can do a lot more things, right? When you're 13, like most of us when we're 13 can't really say, hey, this kind of sucks. I'm going to get my own place and get a job. And, you know, (laughs) like we don't have that kind of freedom. But Mm -hmm. when you get older, you do. And so part of the work is helping your inner child see that it's safe. Hmm. And just because she's being rejected, that doesn't have anything to do with someone not caring or her worthiness or really anything. Does that help? Yeah. I mean, um, I'm having a break from dating at the minute. I think most of us are. (laughs) (laughs) Which is kind of easy to do given the situation. It was good timing. But yeah, hopefully that's something I can kind of implement when we're all allowed out of our houses again. (laughs) Yeah. And who knows when that will be. So in the time being, I think this is a really great opportunity to make a goal, a commitment to connect with your inner child every day. So it can be like what we just did. You can talk out loud if you're not much of a talker and if you find it easier to write, you can write her a letter. I think that'd be two great things to do. And you know, it can only, it doesn't have to be like a big whole long thing. Like, I don't know what kind of time you've got. We all have a little bit more time right now, (laughs) but it can just be, even if it's just a few minutes every day, it doesn't have to be like a whole like hour long thing. If you want it to be, and you're really getting into it, go for it. But even just connecting with her for a couple minutes every single day. And then the next thing looks like, so sitting with the inner child, feeling the not so good feelings, and then saying the reparenting things. Yeah. Or just anything that you wanted to know, anything you wish she had been told at the Mm -hmm. time, especially by another adult, whether it was from her parents or another adult. Sometimes writing can be really helpful because sometimes things will just show up on the page and we're like, wow, I didn't know I thought that. Mm -hmm. So I recommend definitely trying writing at least once, even if you do prefer to speak out loud and just kind of see what comes up for you. Do you have a picture? I know you're like stranded. So it's not easy to get things right now, but do you have a picture of your 13, 14 year old self handy? There's one on the internet. Perfect. Perfect. So that can really, really help to connect. So get the picture like on your phone and take a screenshot of it just so you have easy access to it and just have that picture up while, you know, while you're doing the work, I think that can really help to connect with her. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing is to develop the relationship with yourself. And especially 
as it relates to your emotional self. Because when you're able to deal with our emotions, it's much easier than to navigate situations, whether it's dating or elsewhere, without just going back into like old patterns and triggers. Because remember, the old patterns are comfortable. They're a comfort zone, yeah. right? Yeah. So I like to do something what I call chicken scratch writing. <laughs> chicken scratch writing is basically where just like stream of consciousness, you just write whatever's coming up. And it's uh-huh. just scratch because it doesn't have to be legible. It doesn't even have to make sense. It's just whatever's coming up, you just pour it out onto a page. And it doesn't even have to be your journal because it's not like all pretty and whatever. It can just be <laughs> a piece of paper. And you're like, all right, I'm just feeling a bunch of stuff and I'm just going to be with myself and, you know, just write, 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 write. And then not necessarily inner child related. I think just kind of coronavirus related. And also I think it's good in general, but they have a few grounding anchors. So I've talked about on the podcast before, I like to follow the phases of the moon. Even if you do nothing, but just are aware of what the phases are, can be really grounding because there's not a lot right now that's certain, right? No. And so just having something to, to ground you, even if it's like I know you're in the countryside now, so you can go out and like lay on the grass. Like that's literally grounding yourself. But just doing something like that, I think, on a daily basis. And that's more just like, let's all stay sane during this pandemic kind of advice. But I do think in general, it's super nice to have something that can ground you. Because again, like once this is all over and we do go back out into the world of dating and living our whatever our new normal lives are going to be. It's nice to have that anchor because otherwise we often look for an anchor in some stranger on the internet that we meet yeah. or some guy that we've gone on a few dates with. And that's definitely a recipe for. <laughs> so is this helpful? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay, great. Are there any loose ends or any final questions you have? Just the kind of, I mean, it's, it's kind of specific, but when a guy kind of says to me like, oh, I don't want a relationship with you, but I think you're really great. I still want to be your friend. And then they kind of, I think, oh yeah, whatever. They're just, you know, softening the blow. Okay. But then they do actually genuinely make like quite large efforts to still be my friend. I just can't, it's just, I can't seem to navigate that. Yeah. I mean, I I think to an extent that's a personal preference. Are these people like you're meeting on the internet and like, like certain, they're not really yeah. in your friend group and they're saying, I don't want to date yeah. you, but they actually try to be friends. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a personal preference. Like if you have feelings for them, mm-hmm. and it will be emotionally painful to continue being friends because you know, they mm-hmm. only want a platonic relationship and you want something more Then, like, don't do that to yourself. Just be like, I can't be friends. And then just draw the boundary. If it was more of a mutual decision that like, eh, you're cool, but I don't really think this can go anywhere and he feels the same way and like you genuinely would like to be friends and be friends, right? There's no rules against it. But I, I think it really just goes, it's really just how you feel. Like don't feel yeah. like you have to be friends because they want to be friends and you don't want to disappoint or whatever. Like just, you got to check the pleaser <laughs> at, at yeah. the door. So I think it's a personal preference. I mean, me personally, I'd be like, thanks, but no thanks. I probably wouldn't mm-hmm. do it. But again, it just depends. Like sometimes you just meet someone, you're like, hey, you're really freaking cool, but I don't see it going any further and you want to be friends. That's great. But anything underneath that, like I probably wouldn't. Yeah. I probably wouldn't bother. But I'm more introverted. I'm not super extroverted where I just need like a million friends and people to talk to. So if you're more extroverted, yeah. 
you might want a bigger circle. So that's coming from an introvert. <laughs> All right. Does that help? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much, Saskia, for your time and your vulnerability and all that stuff to be coached. Thank you. Thanks so much, Saskia, for coming on to the show. And by the way, if you want to be coached by me for free, then head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast and scroll down to the bottom of the page. And at the bottom of the page, you'll find a link where you can sign up for a call. And I'm super interested in coaching anyone who wants help with inner child work, who wants help with getting over an ex, or who wants help with conscious online dating. I will be doing a little bit more recording and podcast episodes over the next couple of months because I am ramping up production so that I can get way ahead of myself so that when I take maternity leave, I will have plenty of podcasts to share with you over the fall. So if you want to be coached, especially if you want to be coached around inner child work, getting over an ex or conscious online dating, then head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast, scroll down to the bottom and you can get yourself signed up. Or as always, you can send me a DM on Instagram, Veronica E. Grant, and we can get you on my calendar from there as well. Now, I don't have a lot to break down right now because I think I explained a lot in my call with Saskia, but what I do want to do is I want to take you through the four steps I take my clients through when it comes to shifting their dating patterns so that their love life goes from shitty and crappy and feeling stuck to feeling fun and empowering and like they're meeting the right kind of people. Now, I said this with Saskia and I will say it again. This is not a linear process. You know, like when you're learning math, you have to learn addition first and then you learn subtraction and then you learn multiplication and then division. And then that leads you to then learning pre-algebra. Then that leads you to algebra and then geometry and then pre-cal and like everything builds on the other thing. Now that's kind of true with these four steps. However, it's not a linear process because sometimes you might just notice a new feeling or a new thought or a new story that you tell yourself, or maybe you never realized it before. And then you have to go back to step one, or you have to go back to step two and deal with that. Or You get triggered in a new way by a relationship or by a person and you're like, oh crap, where did that come from? And so then you have to go to step one or something that you thought you had figured out you didn't really. And so then maybe you have to go back to step two and feel your feelings a little bit more. So it's not like a you do step one and then you're good and then you do step two and then you're good. This is just the general flow, but it's very fluid. It's not like a you know, been there, done that kind of thing. And honestly, I think it's really more about a way of living and a way of relating to yourself so that as much as possible, you can operate from a place of sovereignty, a personal sovereignty, and not a place of being triggered or operating from a place of trying to just have your voids filled. So in general, the four steps that I take my clients through first and foremost is connecting the dots, right? You've got to know what you don't know. So if you don't know what you don't know, then it's going to be very, very hard to do the rest of the steps. So you have to be able to connect some of the dots. Now, do you have to connect every single possible dot? Of course not. That would be ridiculous. And, you know, I've been doing this work for many, many years, and I'm sure there's lots of dots I haven't connected. There's always something else to dig up, but that's why it's a lifelong process. And I think really just a commitment to live this way rather than thinking, oh, okay, I learned two plus two equals four, and now I'm good. I can move on with my life. Not that way at all. 
So a lot of times I know many of you have been to therapy, or maybe you have read some books or listened even to this podcast, which brought up some things for you and you're able to connect the dots. And you're like, great, now I know why I'm attracting narcissists or why I'm attracting this kind of person, but what do I do now? So again, that's the first step. And the second step is what I did with Saskia, which is to feel the feelings. And this is the most important step and usually the step that nobody wants to do because honestly, it's not always fun because the feelings I'm having you try to feel are not the most fun ones to feel, right? Like the loneliness and the sadness and the grief and the rejection and not feeling good enough and all of that kind of stuff. But as I explained to Saskia, if you don't feel your feelings, then that is the thing that will perpetuate the pattern because you'll just try to push it down and then you'll go out and do your thing and then something triggers you and then you feel that feeling again and then you try to push it down and it just happens over and over and over again rather than letting it just be released at the beginning or you know, in the first place. Now, that doesn't mean you're never going to feel that feeling again, or that you're never going to be sad or angry or whatever ever again. However, it does allow you to not be so triggered or triggerable, that's not really a word, when you are dating. So feeling the feelings is the next really, really important piece. The next piece is then to reparent slash heal. So whatever happened to you in childhood, there were stories that you created about what happened to you. You created a story about what kind of person you are, or if you're lovable, or if you're good enough, that obviously also created some difficult emotions to go along with it. And so part of the healing process is to simply reparent yourself. What do you wish you had been told? What do you wish someone had told you at the time? What would you want to go back and say to your five-year-old self or 10-year-old self? And I think it's also really important to keep in mind that this is not necessarily a pep talk, right? You're not going back to your five-year-old self and saying, you can do this, (laughs) right? Because your five-year-old self is like, what are you talking about? But it's really about imagining, you know, maybe you already have a child or imagine your future child, or if you have a niece or nephew, or if you have a close friend who has a child, imagine them. And let's say they were going through something challenging. What would you say to them? How would you comfort them? Would you give them that like, you can do this kind of pep talk? Or would you be with them and say, I'm so sorry, you're going through this. That's hard. You don't deserve it. What's the kind of tone would you take? And also what kind of tone do you think will be the most helpful and helping that inner part of you to heal? And then the fourth step is to identify who's calling the shots in real time. So when you're on a date or when you're texting, or when you're feeling triggered, ask yourself, how old am I acting right now? Am I acting like my 10 year old self who feels like she's still living at dad's house who ignores me? Or am I acting like my 40 something self who, you know, knows what she has to offer and knows that she will make a great partner to a great person one day, right? And so those behaviors are going to be very, very different. And so when you can begin to identify it, then you're taking the unconscious behavior that we created in childhood from the beliefs that we created, and you're bringing that to the conscious mind so that then you can begin to make conscious decisions about, hey, I'm going to do this, or hey, I'm not going to do this. So I think working through these four steps, particularly steps two through three, at least for me, like that's my sweet spot with my clients. So if they have some sort of awareness around what's creating some of the blocks or the issues, then I can really get in and we can really then begin to work through steps three through four so that they are able to shift the patterns and you know, shift their behavior, and then ultimately shift who they're attracting and and really the state of their love life. I find that a lot of my clients have been to therapy. And again, I'm not knocking therapy. Therapy is sometimes the right modality, depending on where you are and what you're going through in your life. But I do find that a lot of times people go to therapy, but what they really need and what they really want, we're not aware 
of it existing is the coaching, the accountability and someone who's able to empathize and to relate to you and able to give you some very specific real time, like kind of coaching concrete action steps to take based on, of course, what came up with connecting the dots and the feelings that came up and all of that kind of stuff. So again, if you are interested in me helping you do that, and you want to do that through the Love Incubator, you've got to reach out to me ASAP because the train is leaving the station. We are about to start um, at the time that this recording is released. So send me a DM, Veronica E. Grant, or head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash incubator, and you'll fill out the form and that'll put me in touch with you and we can discuss. And if you're like, yeah, Veronica, I definitely want to work with you, but not in the group, then we can and discuss that as well and discuss what that would look like. Again, this is the only round of the Love Incubator that I am running this year. And I'm not taking on any new clients past June because obviously I want my clients to wrap up before baby comes. So if you are interested in working with me and you don't want to wait a year or more to be able to do that, this is really the time to get going on that. So I will leave you with this and I look forward to seeing you all next week with a brand new episode of the Love Life Connection. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. You can find the show notes for this episode at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. And that's also the place you can sign up to be coached by me here on the show. And if you love this podcast, please leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. It helps more incredible women like you find this show and find real love. Until next time, remember, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You're not broken and you don't need to be fixed. Just because you've never had the relationship you want before doesn't mean you can't have it now. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to Quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.